Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlor kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Happy Monday, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Oh, man, let me tell you first, before we get to Monday, let me tell you about my Sunday night. I went out to uh, dinner last night with some friends, small place in Silver Lake. I walk in. And I'm being led to our table and I pass the table with Kevin Bacon there. That's pretty cool, right? And sitting with a, another fellow chatting up some other dude. We pass another table and then it's our table we get to. And at the table in the middle between us and Bacon, this guy stands up. He's eating with his wife or girlfriend. He introduces himself as a big fan of Against All Odds, which is pretty cool. And so here he is. He's asking me for a picture. Kevin Bacon's in the background of the picture and he's asking me for a picture. And so I take it. And so everyone I'm with is kind of impressed too. But um, so like I said, he injures himself as a big fan. He's been listening forever. And he actually tells me that he took Harry out to dinner in Phoenix. Harry, do you remember this guy? I do. Definitely. And what was it? It was steakhouse, right? He was supposed to get married. He went to Duke. Yep, steakhouse. Okay, and so he takes you out. It was just the two of you? No, he had uh, two other friends, too. All right. It was four of us. So he told me it was a good time, but the one anecdote he added at the end was that you tried to order an extra entree to go, <laughs> and then I'm not sure what happened. I think he, he says he either like was like, even Harry knew he couldn't get away with that at the end or whatever, but I think it... I think it didn't go through. I think you didn't order the entree, but it, I think he, you tried is what he said. Um, do you have anything to say about I, this? I, I kind of want to disagree because oh. I've been out to a thousand dinners with you, 5,000 dinners with uh, Ken. Mm -hmm. I've never tried to do that ever. Um, never, ever tried to do that. You, you never tried where yeah. they asked me if I wanted something else. And I said, no, but that was not, I just, I've never done that. I just I, I appreciate the those guys listening and being mm. fans of Against All Odds, and it's fantastic they're still doing it. But I've never done that. I just haven't. What do you think? What was the miscommunication? What I don't understand what the miscommunication was. I be. think they did ask me if I wanted something else to go, <laughs> and I said uh, I no. appreciate it, but no, I I swear oh. that's what's happening. Because no, he's saying just the opposite no. happened that you asked for something. To this go. guy went to Duke, Harry. <laughs> This guy, this guy, he's not making a mistake on this one. This is, yeah, this he went is to Duke. This he certainly is... didn't go to Dayton. Well, <laughs> here's the thing, Harry, I'm, I'm, I'm making it like you're hearing this for the first time, but I, I had the guy make a video and I sent it to you guys and you're changing your story already. You told, you said, yeah, I am, but I, yeah. I, I, I was a little, I was a little thrown. I was a little thrown off. I, I got to be honest. Are you thrown off now or when you told the story last night that you no, said I had time to think about it a little bit more? I, I reacted immediately to your text. So uh, I think I was wrong there, but I do believe that he may have asked. And I said, no. <laughs> All right. So now this is a second. Uh, I don't know, Brian, what do you I think? did bring home a doggy bag? I will say that. Yeah, I did, because, you know, I live five minutes away. That's what you said in the text yesterday. You said no, I had leftover steak and I brought it home. That's what the extra entree was. This guy doesn't right. know what he's talking about. Right. Well, basically. we know for sure he would never bring he, he would he would never bring Angie home anything. Never. Right. We, we know that for sure. So oh, maybe, so maybe he's telling the truth. Well, what do you mean, Harry? What do you mean it's so not true? You just said 5,000 meals. You always if you want something. You've never brought something. You've never ordered extra, you said, in 5,000 meals. No. And now you're saying it's so not true. All right. I don't know. I, I, listen, anyway, if you have a story where you paid for Harry's dinner and then he tried to order an extra entree to take home, please hit us up at uh, CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. Babyface, what do you think of this? I mean, Harry, he had... First of all, to say he had leftover steak, I'm, I'm dubious right there. Was the steak made of it's lettuce? Why didn't you like it? What, what happened? Well, there's only one way to prove this, I think, and for Harry, for him to take Harry out for another dinner and uh -huh. see what happens. Yeah, well, I, I, said, to I, the guy, I said, listen, what did... Uh, what, what do you want money from me? I'm not sure what is uh, what he's asking for at this point. So he's like, no, 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 I don't want money. I want a picture. Delightful guy. Uh, so thank you for taking Very. Harry out. Uh, by the way, friends, we had a blast that night. 
steak dinners. Uh, the parlay kid is paying for steak dinners. He picked the Kentucky Derby yeah. winner. Mage went off at 15 to one around there, right? Two minutes, one second, 0.57. First place winner, $1.86 million for the owners, which is a fractional horse. It's one of those deals where you can get in on owning a Kentucky Derby horse. Um, and so Wait, why haven't we done that yet? I know, yeah. I know. Well, cause we'd pick the wrong one uh, a million times out of a million, but that is a short answer, but 32, 42 to win 14, 58 to place nine Oh eight to show. Good job by you. Yes. Kid. Well, look, it's a uh, little luck. I mean, I gave him out, uh, gave this horse out at 17 to one, uh, on Friday morning, yeah. Friday's podcast mm-hmm. at 17 to one. And I told you, I don't really normally bet the horse. I bet the jockey. And um, this jockey, uh, Hall of Fame, you know, Javier Castellano is a Hall of Famer. I uh, just never won the Kentucky Derby. It seemed like it was a good storyline. It seems like he was due and seemed like he ran the perfect race with this horse, Mage. Mm. Seemed like it was perfect. Kind of kind of hung around, hung around, hung around, and then had a lot left in the tank for down the stretch and made for an exciting race. It was a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, my horse, my looks, I sometimes you get, you need a little luck. I don't know horses. It's like my well, golf. No. Now I'm going to have to yeah, start I, I was going to mention now, that, guys, by the guys. way. Yeah, getting in on, on golf and horses. Our buddy asked us, our buddy Alec asked us, have you guys tracked what sports you're best at? And Parley Kid says, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. They're all so bad for me. But um, yeah. you, you thought it was hockey, but maybe now it's horse. And uh, I think it has to be golf for you. And really, if you think about it. But Well, it's probably golf. Yeah. But, you know, that's just, it's not a. Yeah. It's kind of like a. um. I don't know. Nobody, nobody knows less about horse racing and golf than Darren, but he hits. But he hits. That's right. There you go. Get that bumper sticker yeah, made that's up. So, yeah, it's just more, that's more like, uh, you know, this is a hobby altogether, but that's like a hobby for my hobby. Gotcha. You gotcha. know, like, that's now, what You that said is. you picked the horse because you you bet the jockey, but um, there are people saying you bet mage because it's one letter off from MAGA. So I don't know. I, this, that's something you have, to, <laughs> you have to look into. I gave out on um, on Twitter. I gave out uh, I gave out Parley Kids Horse. I gave out two fills in Kings Barn. So I had it was, it was mage and two fills, uh, you know, neck and neck towards the end. I was like, oh, my God, when have I ever had a race where I have two winners, uh, one 12 to one, one 15 to one. I don't really don't have to sweat the last 10 seconds. So that was nice. Good way to uh, start the weekend or actually we're well into the middle of the weekend, but right now it's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment. We hate to call bed aches. Play the music, Mikey meatballs. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. So I'm not going to complain. I had my first, I looked this up. I had my first winning week since the week before March Madness. And mm. um, I think the problem is, well, now it's not a problem. I've righted the ship, but I'm betting too much. And I'm betting too many days of the week, like all the days. I'm betting all the days of the week. If they invented an eighth day, I'd be all over it. But I'm riding a winning streak. So I'll let you guys take it away. Uh, Parley kid. This was a few hours after the big race, the big horse, Kentucky Derby win. Tell us what happened. What was your betting? Yeah, so I'm going to take my uh, UFC uh, fight with uh, Cejudo and Sterling. I, I really, if I watched this fight, I've watched, rewatched it, I would tell you this. I had Cejudo. I, I think he was, uh, I didn't think he showed really any rust in this fight. Maybe there was some. I, I didn't really think he showed rust. I think going up, it was definitely a size advantage for Sterling. There, to me, there was only one decisive round in the fight. It was truly decisive. It was round five. I think there was definitely one or two that Sterling won, but it, I don't think they were decisive rounds. Round five was a decisive round for Cejudo. Sal, as you know, it's a split decision. He wins one card, loses two other cards. Mm-hmm. But one judge... He would he would have won the fight, but one of the judges, and I wish I had his name right now. I, it's escaping me. I should have written it down. Gave the fifth round to Sterling, mm-hmm. and he won the fight. Sterling wins the fight due to that round. Now you could say, well, you know, really, if you look back at the fight, Sterling probably won three out of five rounds. You could say that. I would say that. Yeah. Derek Clearly. Yeah. Derek Clearly is uh, the ref's name. Yes. Who is historically, from what I understand, 
atrocious. Mm-hmm. But no matter, so but so you could say, yeah, Sterling won three out of five. He's the judge. He's the judge. But it depends Derek on what Flair. round One you give. You could yeah. not have given Sterling the fifth round. He lost that round decisively. Mm. It, it's like it's almost like the guy said, "Yeah, I think I might have messed up round three. I got no matter what happens here, I got to give him round five. I think he won the fight, but if I look at my card, he didn't win the fight. And is I got to give him? I got to give Sterling. He did not win round five. So can we all agree on that? I, I, me, you, and Brian watched the fight. Mikey Meatballs watched the fight. He did not win round five. It I was, think it was one of those close rounds. I got to tell you, I'm looking at significant strikes. Round five, um, Sterling 24 no, you, of, four, of 40, and Sahuda Sal, 27 of 41. Sal, I don't, here's yeah. the thing. You throw those stats out for the fight. Why? So, he never once hurt Cejudo in that fight. Never once. Yeah, all right. He, there was nothing. He, I, I, I would like to somebody to show me any significant strike he actually threw during that fight. Any, any, I'm, I'm, wow. I'm even saying, counting so I'm saying he yeah. might have won three rounds to two, yeah. but you couldn't. That fifth round was I'm Cejudo, with you for the Sal. most part. I would say he probably won that. It was won that fifth round, but you actually said that Sahuda didn't win that third round. When we were texting, you're like, oh, Sahuda's so stupid. If he doesn't give that takedown well, away why, at the end, uh, he wins some well, of these rounds. Because I'm I like, know these and ju- I said, well, the same I, could be said about the, the third round. You're like, yeah, but I don't even think he won that round. Like, well, I didn't count that round. He's like for this him. judge. That's why I say I sell. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I I think fairly you could say he lost three to two. Yes, you so just don't want that fifth round to count against him on that card. You can't give the and, if, and then right. he wins the fight. It would have been one of those things where I would have been I would have been lucky. I yeah. think. All but right. He did not win that fifth round. It was a terrible job by Derek. Clearly, every every person knows it. Yeah. Uh, that 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 fifth round. I think. They said like 98% of people scoring the fight gave the fifth round yeah, to probably. Uh, but if you look uh, at the round Cejudo. three, the numbers are uh, lopsided the other way too. So, I mean, but I, I know what you're saying. That round five uh, should not have gone his way. And yeah. I'm telling you, I Sterling, I don't, I don't love the way he fights. I just, yeah. don't I don't know why I don't like him. Un- from Uniondale, mostly a wrestler. That's where no, your all, Islanders all, are basically from. But Uniondale, this is this. No, is I just, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I just Darren always hated Section Eight. That's Section right. Eight. That's Nassau County. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Harry, uh, give us your yes. betting also in the UFC. Yeah, uh, I, I, I probably wouldn't have bet it, but you, uh, but Caesars had a boost, mm-hmm. so I did a six leg parlay, and I did have Sterling with four other winners, mm-hmm. and my loser was a minus two twenty over one and a half rounds between Devin Clark and I can't even pronounce the other guy's name. I don't. I'm not even trying to guess. Just say Kennedy. Just say Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, just say Kennedy, fight, Kennedy against Clark, mm-hmm. uh, and Clark loses at two twenty eight of the second round. When I had over one and a half rounds, <laughs> two seconds short, as he gets choked out, I lose a six leg parlay. That wasn't so, Harry. When yeah, you go were ahead. go ahead, parlay. Yeah. Sorry, Sal. So when when you were watching that at that time, <laughs> Harry, what what went through your mind? Uh, Nothing. Okay, Mister. All right, yeah. Mister. Uh, He's like, Mr. I should have uh, taken Churchill down. Took that. All right. <laughs> should have taken that stake off. The, the point being is, again, Harry wasn't watching. Doesn't matter. A bet's a bet. You, you weren't live, if you're not or watching or not. it. How big of a bet ache is it? You know why? Like, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, when I'm checking, I'm looking, and I'm already getting murdered on everything all day long. <laughs> it happened all day on Friday. I ran second and third in the Derby all over the place. I had the eight in there, but I had them for second and third and tries with the, with the with the horses that came in second and third. I've lost everything Friday, everything Saturday. So when I check my UFC and I see I've got uh, this is a winner, this is a winner, this is a winner. Wait a minute, let me do the math on this. Are you kidding me? Two seconds? Are you kidding me? And everything else comes in. Wow. Harry, you, did you did yeah. you did you say the eight in or the Aiton, because I know you lost. I know you lost three hundred dollars on Aiton too. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's a lot of Aiton, Aiton. Yeah. Also, he ran second and third in the Derby is the most impressive thing to me. Babyface, what do you? Aiton say doesn't about this? run at all. I'll tell you what Harry's thinking, Brian. He's thinking he should have stayed in Spain and just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Listen. Uh, let's hear the music Europe one two more, more time. Two and a half more weeks. Go ahead there. Uh, Mikey Meatballs, play the music. When a bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bad egg It's a bad egg It's a bad egg 
All right, let's take a quick break. We'll give uh, Caesar some love and then NBA, NHL. We've got everything going on. Oh, we got to talk about the friggin' Mets. I guess so. We'll be right back. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, NBA, some good games yesterday. Blowout Saturday, close one Sunday. Although that Philly-Boston game, it ended up Philly 116, Boston 115. The Sixers were beating the crap out of the Celtics. It was a 16-point lead. Celtics stormed back, actually took a five-point lead with two minutes left. And then really, you're like, all right, a P.J. Tucker and one here is the only thing that will keep them back. And, and sure enough, that's what they got. And then Harden had a big shot. Uh, no timeouts. Uh, they, I'm sorry. They don't call a timeout. The Celtics tied with 16 seconds left. They settle for a Marcus smart 28 footer after the middle is clogged um, overtime. Same kind of thing. Tatum pushes off. How many people talking about that? Because it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So the Celtics have a two point lead with 38 seconds left. Harden drains a three to take the lead. 19 seconds left. Joe Mazzullo again does not call a timeout and smart hits a three. That does not count because it was clearly after the buzzer and the Sixers even this series up. Bry, people all over Missoula for not calling a timeout. He's getting hammered. Um, what yeah. do you think? you think? I mean, these Eastern Conference coaches just don't well, call timeouts, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they've had a tough time. And this is now the third game, I feel like, where Celtics fans want to kill Missoula. But yeah, you got to, at least in the overtime, I think, it, too many times late in the games, Marcus Smart is getting is getting the three-point attempt there. And I feel like the Celtics are really good usually when they come out of a timeout and and run a play. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why. That must be something in practice where he he just has some instinct that, like, I'm just going to let – if I don't call a timeout here, they can't set up defensively against Tatum. There has to be be something there, but I didn't get it, especially the overtime. And I know people are killing him. Like, once it didn't look like the play was going to, like – it took Tatum a while to get going on that last play. So just just call a yeah. timeout there with like eight seconds left. But 
Yeah, I, one of those times he had to call, and, and you know we saw the same. I mean, Budenholzer was the worst. Well, that was worse. Too, and so. then, so I think the difference is, you know, those timeouts advance the ball right, and there's only a couple right. seconds left. So that yeah. that's unforgivable. You got to use your timeouts there. You're going to get a better shot. You just are. With 19 yeah. seconds left, tense. I could just tell, and I was telling you guys on a text chat, I was like, I could tell by the first few dribbles up the court whether or not they're going to get a good shot off. And it always comes down to when do you make your move? Parlay Kid, when do you make your move? If you have the most of the 24-second clock there, the majority of the seconds, you have 19, you have 11 seconds. I think you make your move with seven seconds. I don't think you, you know, and Tatum's, like I said, the middle is clogged up before overtime. And then there was like, you know, desperation because they started the drive with like four seconds left in sure. regulation. And, and, and in general, yep. I like the no timeouts. I think the end of games are just, it's so lethargic and it sucks sitting through these timeouts. Sure. And more times than not, you might catch the defense off, off balance as Bryce says, I don't think set that, it up, but I don't know. I think he's getting too much yeah. crap, but don't start your, well, don't start the play with five seconds left is what I'd say. Well, I, I think he's getting too much crap for not calling the timeout. Cause like you're saying, that's number yeah. one. The bottom line is a lot of times at the end of the game, what happens? It, it's set up for like a one-on-one situation anyway. So why give the defense a time, uh, you know, timeout to set up? So if that's really what a lot of these plays come down to at the end of the game, right? That's number one. Number two, I think it depends on the score. If you're losing, you got to start early anyway. Yeah. Right? You got to start early if you're losing. Mm-hmm. It, how does it hurt you really to start early? When you're losing, so that's the because overtime. worst case, yeah, yeah. you miss, mm-hmm. you could get a foul, and then if you have a timeout or two left, they shoot free throws. You know, you could get the ball in, call a timeout, and get the ball right you know, uh, past half court. So it it really doesn't. So I get you don't want again. They could you could say the same thing. Well, if you start too early, you make it, and now they get a timeout. They advance the ball. There's two seconds left. You 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 gotta go take the basket. You gotta go for it. When you have a chance, you can't really worry about leaving two seconds left or three seconds left. You got to start early. You got to start at the seven second range or so. Uh, maybe even at the eight second. I'd say six to eight seconds. You got to be because going. if you don't, you if be. you don't, and you're passing on that shot inside, right? Because there's no shot. So now you got a one pass. Like, wouldn't it be nice if you had the option for two passes? If smart now, smart was open, but if smart's not open, you're you're cooked. You know what I mean? Like you that's it. That that was your play. Like be nice for Smart to have 2 seconds to maybe one more pass. You know what I mean? Or to make a move closer well, to the basket uh, yeah, or of something. Of course, yeah. right? You swing the ball if you have uh, a little time extra time to to make the extra pass as we're always talking about. Right. Man, I wish these guys would make the extra pass. Right. Well, you don't leave yourself any time to make that extra pass here. Yeah. I don't uh, the timeout was too harped upon the non-timeout, I should say. Yes. Uh, everything else was kind of messed up. But then I'm thinking uh, in today's NBA, well, uh, everything should just end with a 28 foot three, you know, or 33 <laughs> foot three. Like, who cares? Like, this is, yeah, this, that's so, the best shot anybody ever thinks It might be part anyway. of me just saying this, yeah. but is it ego too that these guys want to hit, they want to make that shot when the ball's in the air yeah. and the buzzer's going off? Right. You know, some fadeaway three point shot. Yeah. At the buzzer, which never goes like very rarely ever goes in on time. If it goes mm-hmm. in, um, I don't know. Is that part of it? I, I don't know. I can't get in their minds, but uh, into their heads. So it just seems like that yeah, could be a yeah, little that bit might to be me. a little theatrics involved. Embiid at 34 and 13. It was looking like the Celtics for a minute. Like I said, they were up five with a couple minutes left after fighting back. It was looking like they were going to lose the first game and then win the following three that Embiid came back for Harry. Which make I mean, like I'm like uh, this is just bizarre, bizarre NBA play. But now minus three ten for the Celts, plus two fifty. I feel like the Celtics are making it much harder on themselves. This is such an easy path right now, um, mm-hmm. and the odds keep going down. They're now plus one sixty to win the whole thing. Wow, uh, I well, I did give out Sixers plus one and a half games before the uh, series started, but I overall, you know, still that's think not a I, winner, right? You don't can't, the, I, I know. not yet. Well, not yet. Okay. Cause last time you celebrated but, down uh, in Sacramento, before. but I think overall, yeah. I think the right team, they got it right. The refs didn't get it right, but the right team won yesterday in terms of the game itself. I think the Sixers desert Harden missed a couple in overtime, but hit that big shot. But again, Sal, you mentioned it. How did the refs not call that push off on Tatum? I mean, I don't even understand how they blew that. Yeah. yeah that's the team that's on the, team that's on the road. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and normally I, I I don't really care for what Doc Rivers says. I think he's an overrated coach, but he well, was uh, pretty animated. Calling that, and he was dead right. I mean, how do you not call that? Yeah. It's insane. That was a bad one. So that would have been a bad loss for the Sixers. I don't mind it too, too, at this point. I just don't understand these Celtics. I mean, it, it sets up nicely, Bri, for our um, Nuggets Celtics mm-hmm. money line parlay that we're going to somehow lose. Yes, on we do. Tomorrow. Yes, we do. We said that's about even. <laughs> Speaking yep. of uh, Denver Phoenix, back and forth game yesterday. Denver led early, and the Suns took a 10 point lead with about five minutes left and ended up 129, 124. Booker has been insane. He had 36 on 14 for 18. He's what, right? 34 for 43 in the last two games and those two home games. Uh, I, well, I believe so. I believe Suns even up it's the insane. series. Denver now minus 175 to uh, win the series, plus 150 if you like the Suns. But the big story is more players on owners' crime in the second quarter. Nikola Jokic shoved the new owner of the Suns, Matt Ishbia. Now, whether he knew it was Ishbia is another story. Um, the ball went into the crowd. Ishbia corrals it. Jokic apparently wanted to grab the ball. I don't know, Harry, you think he was a, there was going to be a five on four? The Suns had a man down. Still got to get the ball to the ref <laughs> to inbound it, right? So he's trying to grab this ball, and in doing so, ends up elbowing Ishbia into his seat. Um, and now it's a big thing. Now, by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be decided that Jokic, I hope, is not suspended for this. The owner himself, Ishbia, said, well, that would be wrong to suspend them. But, Harry, what would you think of this play? That was wild. That was crazy. I mean, uh, he did give him a shove. Ishbia, who played, he was a walk-on at Michigan State, mm-hmm. knows how he, that was one of the great flops of all time. That was fantastic. Drew the technical, <laughs> got points for his team. That right. was great. And, by the way, I just want to mention, too, Sal, like you mentioned, aside from that, uh, Booker, how great he's been. Um, he has the most points. In nine playoff games, the first nine playoff games of any series since 1990, Michael Jordan, most points nine in the first nine playoff games of any series of any, of any, <laughs> what of any playoff of, of, of starting the playoffs, okay. first nine playoff games, All right. yeah, most points since 1990, Michael Jordan. Okay. But he's not going to win MVP. I know you had him as MVP. It's just not going to happen. Well, I, no, think I think your jokes, your cracks, when we have the text chain of me r- yeah. ripping me about, uh, Booker being MVP are going to stop. No, they're not because they he never gets votes. So it, doesn't, it shouldn't stop. It's all about votes. If, if, been amazing. if it happened to do with like how well you shoot in two specific games of the playoffs, I get it. Seven of nine playoff games, 53% or better. All right. Back to this and thing that I want to talk way. about. They're a better oh, team. Yeah. They're a better okay. team without, without Paul in the lineup. They just, they, Durant's allowed to do more. All right. And Booker can do what he wants. Well, they won their home games. This just could be one of the, I mean, Denver could easily, Brian, would you be surprised if they won by 30? And then I want to talk about this Ishbia yeah. thing a little more. Yeah. Well, I think we should bet, speaking of which, right? One of those teams are winning a blowout. One of those? Yeah. yeah. Nuggets or Celtics. Yeah. yeah. We might have, nah, I might, you know, I might be looking at that minus 19 and a half again for one of these teams. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe, sure. lar- maybe larger. Now, should the owner be treated as a fan or an instigating owner? Because um, Jokic actually said, well, at that point, he's just a fan. But if you shove a fan like that, you're probably going to have to sit the next game. So I'd be careful saying what he did there. I'm not sure yeah, what the punishment is here. I, I, I I'd say no, it's a just weird, a fine, right? A- yeah, I, I I think so. I mean, the fact that Ishbia flopped into the chair was funny. The fact that right. he was sitting next to Isaiah Thomas, to me, was That's hysterical. Great, um, mm-hmm. But if that was a regular fan holding onto the ball like that, like, I get it. The ball lands in his lap, and then the guy, go, one of his players goes down, so he's looking over there, and then he gets a grab. But if, if an, another fan did that, they would have been thrown out of the – they would have been thrown out yep. too. I yeah. guarantee Ishbia the rest of the game – Felt totally embarrassed by that whole thing. You think like we've so? All been a, we've all been in weird situations where something has happened with somebody else, and like you, you just feel right. awkward or weird. I guarantee in that situation, Jokic may not even known who he was, Brian. No, I mean, he, I I don't think he did. I don't know. I don't. I don't. At the time, he probably did not. I mean, he, de- he definitely does he not look like an back. owner. Yeah, he's not. He's not asking for permission for the ball back. Um, yeah, babyface. What are you saying here? Well, I think it's important to know, like, what Harry would have done in that situation, I think. is, is what, And that way we, we can know if yeah. it was the right thing or wrong thing, because 
Harry would have done, I think, the wrong thing and held the ball, right? Yeah, I would have just shot and made the three. I made a three pointer from thirty five feet out. That's all. Wow, <laughs> interesting. Harry would have been like, "Whoa, this uh, Serbian is crushing my to go steak. What the hell? I'm holding on to this ball." Um, yeah, I don't think he should uh, get punished. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be resolved by the time anyone's listening. All right, tonight Miami four and a half, two oh eight versus the Knicks. Boy, the Knicks lost one oh five eighty six on Saturday. Oh, usual piss poor performance from a losing team in the NBA playoffs from the behind the arc, right? Eight for 40. Does that sound right, Brian? Oh, Is that what it was? I think that's so. right. Yeah, that's exactly Butler, 28, four and three uh, time to take the heat. Seriously. Maybe I'm a week late on this. They've won five out of six. They're playing lockdown defense. Julius Randall looks lost inside the arc. He really does seven turnovers in the last two games. And it, it seems even worse than that. And they bottle him up. And even if he's able to kick it out, the, the Knicks can't make the threes. Meanwhile, it's like the Heat just do the most with what they have, it seems, right? Lowry coming off the bench, double-doubles from out of Bayou. Ugh. Usual clinic from Butler. Strews solid. They're 4-0 against the spread in their last four, following a win 8-2 and against the number in the playoffs, if you count mm. the play-ins. I think the Heat win here. The Knicks win at MSG. I, I know I'm predicting two games. Can you imagine? Let alone just the one. But then I think we're looking at a game six in Miami. I'm going 106-96. Lay the four and a half with the Heat. Uh, Parley kid, Randall, you like Randall to rebound, to actually rebound. No handle Randall is what I call him. He's so frustrating. He just really is. Well, uh, look, nobody gets more frustrated uh, about Randall than I yeah. do. I. It's one of these things where... I I was you know I I try to watch him focus on him a lot because I I swear it might just be me maybe I'm over overly critical but there are also times of the game where he's just the body language is terrible mm-hmm. um, the effort is terrible like I don't know and it frustrates you know even the other day it's like wait we're shooting a technical and we got shooters on the floor and Randall is taking the technical. Mm-hmm. And he's breaking the technical, like little things like that, just drive me crazy. He thinks he thinks this is his team, right? Randall's like, this is my team. Like I, but I don't know when that was really designated. The Knicks don't have a guy that it's like, you know, it's not Giannis. They don't have those upper echelon guys. But Randall is convinced that this is his team. So and that's why it's also frustrating because he does not lead by example. His effort can be lacking. Mm-hmm. Etc. But I'm going to be taking him for rebounds, Sal, because somehow, no matter what his effort could be like in his last these last two games, uh, his rebounding has been outstanding. 14 rebounds uh, last game, 12 rebounds the game before that. So uh, he has been hitting the boards very hard. Here, All right. Uh, in in that case, okay. Um, so and to get him at eight and a half to go over in rebounds at minus 101, basically even odds. Yeah. I just think that, you know, for the Knicks, if, who I think, you know, are going to be more competitive in this game tonight, Randall's going to have to show up and have, we have to see good Randall tonight. We have to see a very good Julius Randall tonight for the Knicks to be successful. This Heat team is, they are tough. To, Sal, their defense is stifling. Yeah. It is stifling. They get out. I know the Knicks have to make shots. They have to make threes to win these games because they're basically daring them to hit threes. Uh, I would think one of these games, the Knicks got to shoot better. I mean, they just uh, eight for just, four. Not that the Heat were much to. better. I mean, what were they? Uh, I don't know what they were, but they, they were like eight, 11 for 31 or something stupid. But yeah. I, right. You know. Oh, the shooting in that game overall was terrible. Let's hopefully the Knicks will. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'd like to see Grimes go back to the starting rotation. Hart cut back coming off the bench. I think that's when the Knicks are at their best. Mm-hmm. Let's hope we see and that. And you need Brunson. We haven't even mentioned Brunson. He needs to step it up. And so that Randall isn't the name, right? He isn't the go-to guy. That's kind of what yeah, I think most Nick fans sure. want at that and, point. You know, and Barrett, R.J. Barrett, who's been playing pretty well in the playoffs in 25 minutes, was a minus 32. Well, let's talk yep, to Brother Bry about R.J. Barrett. He doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't have high hopes for R.J. Well, I'm go- yeah, I'm going under 20 and a half. Look, when R.J. plays well, we love him. Uh, when he stinks, we hate him. We want to trade him immediately. Uh, but I just don't trust him on the road. And in four road games, he's averaging 14 points per game. Um, you know, he was great in games one and two at home, but the Heat's defense is suffocating. And I just don't think on the road, 
I don't think on the road he's going to make enough threes to go over here. And I do think if anybody is going to have a bounce back game and anybody, you know, for a chance to win this game for the Knicks, it's going to be Randall. I could see him jacking up 25 shots in this one. Uh, So I would recommend I'd recommend playing the under here with RJ. The one thing, too, I'll say with RJ is, you know, immediately if you're getting good or bad RJ, if he comes out and misses the first two shots, forget it. If he comes out and makes makes his first three, you're like, all right. Um, I think you could live bet player points can't you on seasons uh, at some point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right yeah. so well, there you something go something to think about make yourself something some money there <laughs> uh harry you're going with the best player to do good things tonight yeah i've been on uh butler for points uh numerous times in the playoffs so far and this time i'm gonna take points and rebounds over 34 and a half at minus 127 jimmy buckets has gone for 35 points and rebounds uh combined five of seven games in the playoffs this year, seven of his last nine overall playoff games. He's at eight boards or more in three of his last four games. He's averaging 34.4 points per game in this year's playoffs alone. So you just got to get to 35 points and rebounds uh, at minus 127. I think it's pretty good value taking Butler. All right. We can get a few game sevens here. If I say over or under, Bri, one and a half game sevens, what do you say? Ooh. Uh, over. Over? You yeah. said Which ones? Celtics and Knicks? The Eastern Conference teams? Uh, two or you think three? Two, two, two West. Two West. Teams. Interesting. Yeah, two, mm. two. Parley Kid? Same. Two West. West. Okay. Uh, well, for that to happen, you probably need the... Well, maybe not. I mean, you, you would need the Warriors to steal a game in LA. Game four, Lakers up two to one. Lakers two and a half point favorite. Two twenty-seven halves the over-under. You're looking, if you're a Lakers fan, for Anthony Davis to put together back-to-back great games, right? You just need that. Uh, and then they'll be in good shape. They'll be in really good shape. But I am going with the same game, Paul, you can find it on Caesars. Curry over four and a half threes and Golden State teased up to eight and a half. Mm. Now, like I said, two blowouts Saturday, two nail biters Sunday. I know historically over the last three years of playoffs, uh, you take a team to win, uh, they'll win and cover. But I'm uh, making the same game, Parley, because I think this will be close, similar to the game yesterday. Plus eight and a half with Curry over four and a half threes back against the wall. I think Curry gets six or seven before the last game. He had hit three games uh, with over four and a half threes. I think we see the Steph Curry um, that we're all accustomed to. Give me that same game parlay, and that pays a plus 126. Uh, parlay kid, LeBron under two and a half threes. Interesting. Yeah, well, Sal, if you look at his numbers over his last, like, uh, geez, I'll say seven or eight games uh, since game two of the Memphis series, he's only gone over this number once, and that was in game two against Golden State when he hit three. He's been below that. He has not, he's kind of played within himself in this series, Sal, right? I don't think he's trying to do too much uh, in any of the games. I mean, his, his highest shot total. Uh, so far in in this series has been 24, 18, and 11. He took his and, first and shot game three with five something left in the second quarter. And then and they right. were winning so, by 10 and a um, half or 12 and a half. It's, yeah, it's so he's, crazy. He's playing yeah. winning basketball. And I just think tonight, uh, you know, th- the three-point shot really hasn't been part of his game here right. in the playoffs. So I'll take the under two and a half threes. He's only gone over it once in his last seven games. You know, I I tweeted the other day about how I'm in awe of LeBron. You know, there was that highlight of him, like, chasing down a loose ball, and he ended up in, like, the 19th row or something. I was like, God, imagine doing anything with this much intensity after 20 years. And I'm like, I'm not being snarky. It's just I'm I'm legitimately impressed. And uh, he got, like, 1,100 likes, I was like, which is a lot for me. And I was like, oh, my, this is really it? You just have to say nice things about – I'm not going to do it. (laughs) That was it. That was just a, you know, that was a rare example of me going outside my comfort zone. I'm still into the character assassination game, but it, um, yeah, people, people like that. Um, brother Bry Russell over 16 and a half. Boy, he takes a lot of shots. Yeah, he does. And look, this is another guy like RJ's up and down, right? And the Lakers will play depending on how he plays, but at home, uh, in four games, he's had 17 or more in all of them. In his last two home games, he's gone for 21 and 31. He's had five threes in each of those games. So he's far more comfortable playing at home. And look, if AD does have, you know, we talked about the AD going back and forth, alternating good and bad. So if AD does have a bad game tonight, 
Russell mm-hmm. has to step up for them. So I think six and a, 16 and a half, you're getting a pretty low number here. So I'd go over. All right, Harry, same game parlay on Caesars. What is this? Yeah, it's going to pay plus 150. First, I'm going to take Draymond Green to not, I've done this before, to not make a three. Um, I've done it down before, too. Obviously in the series. This, this they don't need tough. him shooting from long range. <laughs> well, he's going to do uh, it. He's 0 for he's 3 in the series. He's going to do it once or twice or three times. So Yeah, I know. But he is <laughs> 0 for 3 in the series and just 3 for 15 in the playoffs. And he has not made a three-pointer in Los Angeles versus the Lakers <laughs> since January 18th, 2021. <laughs> wow. So right. I'm going to bank on that he doesn't even take a shot tonight. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to parlay that with LeBron James over one and a half steals blocks combined. It's been very efficient. Sal, you said hustling on defense. Uh, he's had zero turnovers the last two games. He's got 19 total blocks and steals in nine games. Six of the nine playoff games he's had a total of two or more blocks or steals in the game. So LeBron, just to get two steals and blocks combined and Green not to make three, pays plus 150. All right. That's a plus 150. By the way, if anyone has free tickets to the Warriors-Lakers game tonight, please contact babyface Joel Solomon. He is uh, desperate to go. <laughs> I will mention he is not interested in paying a dime. So only gratis <laughs> offers. Don't if you if you want anything, don't waste our time, right, Joel? Even if you want face value or for him to buy you a chicken sandwich at the game, it, it's not happening, right, Joel? Give your give your um, information that, out. That's pretty much accurate, and uh, <laughs> maybe a race to ten bet, maybe. maybe. Okay, all right, uh, Joel. Good, give you might as well. What, what if all one idiot has to just uh, come through? So. Uh, it's, it's, uh, at Joel W Solomon, S O L O M O N, or you can reach out to Harry. Either, either one of us would gladly take these All tickets. Right. Hey, the same could go for me for game six in Phoenix. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, you nah. can't, you can't go now. It's too late. It's too late. I told you to go. You should have been there yesterday. Game six could be a lot of fun. When is that? Uh, in three and a half weeks or something? No, is that the end of, <laughs> when is game six? Game five is Tuesday. It is. It's game six Friday. Is, it, is that what they're doing? Maybe Friday. Something like that. Yeah, because they oh. might they want they want the game seven Sunday, don't they? I don't know. Babyface check on that. I don't even know what it matters. Uh you talked about a race to ten, babyface. We have uh Sixers, Celtics, Suns, Nuggets. We are gonna do Suns Nuggets. Bri, is it your turn to pick? We've won two in a row. I think we only have to win like five more. I think there's probably I don't, I don't like five more of these. I don't know who's picking, but we're gonna go with the favorites again, right? We're gonna take the Nuggets. I think, right? Everybody okay Minus with that? It's minus 132. All right. Let's do it. That's what I'm seeing. Minus 132, raised to 10. Not bad. Nuggets get out to a nice stretch, right? Uh, A couple and ones for uh, Jokic. Uh, And uh, now we know he's going to be suspended. Now that we're in at minus 132, right? He's going to be suspended like the first quarter. Can they suspend (laughs) the guy uh, first quarter? That's what they'll do. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that would have to be a team, a coach yeah, thing. I that'll think. be. Yeah, that's that's, right. They'll check how many people bet race to ten, and they'll decide <laughs> after that. Um, Babyface Suns Nuggets Thursday night. Wow! So they're doing a Tuesday Thursday switching well, cities. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Game six is right, uh, right, right. Yeah, Thursday Sunday's season, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, that's a game where uh, Tuesday. Sorry, is game five. That's when we race ten. Wow! Quick turnaround. Unbelievable NBA. This is something. <laughs> Ronnie James uh, coming to USC. If anyone has free tickets to see Bronny play, please reach out to Joel Solomon. Now I don't, it, it makes sense. Um, right. I don't, I don't know. There was talk about him staying in Ohio playing for Ohio state, but he lives out here. LeBron could see his son play more. Right. Parley kid comes to USC. Good for USC. Yeah. They got a, uh, Andy Enfeld's a good coach there. Mm-hmm. Uh, at USC, it seems like it's uh, the appropriate place to play. Good luck to the kid. He's got a lot of pressure on him. Hope he does well. Yeah, so, so I'll just say, get your. Um, well, this is the la- is this this is the last year in the Pac-12 for them. I think this, this is, is it, right? Twenty four so sure, is when they're going. Well, he's he's a freshman anyway. I mean, he's he's done after one year. Right. But you you need to get your Oregon USC tickets. Oh, for, right. For, ba- for basketball. That's you right. That home, you oh, need to go to fun. that home. You need to go to that home game. Yeah, I'm going. I might as well just live in Oregon. I have so many games <laughs> circled that I want to go to. Uh, NHL, <laughs> last night, Jersey. I, you know, all these playoff games, baseball, I'm sorry, basketball and hockey are stayaways, but is there more of a stayaway than a, a Devils game? They beat Carolina 8 <laughs> 4. You know, mm. they looked dead the first two. Same against the Rangers game. So now that's two to one. Um, three to two, Florida beats Toronto. Not looking good again, Toronto and Seattle up now two one on Dallas. They won seven to two. Now tonight, Edmonton minus one ninety five. Wow, 
Wow, is that a big number? Plus 162, Las Vegas. I know they're a high-flying offense, and uh, the only team the casual hockey fan is interested in, left foot. Minus 195, Bri? What you got for this? Uh, well, I I um, I love the over in this game. So I took the over six and a half. That was my EP pick. I know Harry got screwed. Nope. That should have been Harry's, I thought, betting um, the other day. Yeah, was going right. Over was six bad. and a half. There was four goals immediately in that game. It goes under, but... Um, all Edmonton. That's we, I jumped I will on say that we, one. Yep. By by the way, we didn't even say all five, right? All five home teams won yesterday. Hockey and NBA. Oh, is that what it was? Wow. I think so. I think all mm, five. Just got to catch the streaks um, the right way. I know Amazing. we got to get the streaks. Uh, but we've seen a ton of blowouts in the NHL so far. Mm-hmm. So I expect yeah. a lot of goals. So I'm gonna say, you know what, the Oilers. We've seen a lot of five-one games, right? We saw the mm-hmm. eight-four yesterday. I feel like five-one has been a pretty consistent score here. So I'm gonna say the Oilers minus three at plus three forty-five. Hmm. And they won by four on Saturday. It was immediately four nothing. You know, Edmonton's one of those teams. I mean, they can give up a lot of goals quickly, but they can score so fast, especially if they're on the power play here. So hmm. you know, minus three, you get a push. So. I would take the minus three plus three forty five. Maybe get a five to one type of score. Um, I will say too, I don't mind actually. There's a there is a bet like you could bet the first period four goals or more and like Edmonton leading at like ten to one. So like that could be like a three right. one or a four nothing first period or three two. You never know in these series gets out to some early uh, early goals here. But I'm gonna say anyway, Oilers minus three. Do they have the exact scores up yet? Maybe they don't have they, them up just correct yet. scores. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah, bet yeah. the correct. You can bet the correct. Why scores. am I not seeing it? Where is it? Uh, is uh, it in ultimate lines? Like, Where is it? It's goals? Sometimes hidden. Sometimes in like other. You have to go to. All right, I'm gonna find yep. this because you could go. I, I like this and five one six two is um, What's, is uh, sixty minutes correct score. Here we go. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, so five two is fifty to uh, sorry fifteen to one. Six three is twenty three to one. Yeah, this is like betting the point and craps, and then betting the hard eight. Right? You want to get the exact yeah. four and five. Yeah, I like that. I kind of like yeah. that. Six to one is forty to one. Jump on that. All right, um, Harry, what you got? I'm going to take Vegas at minus one sixty to score over two and a half goals. <laughs> they definitely play their worst. Yeah, I, I gave out a plus one fifty in hoops, so I can take a I can take a minus one sixty. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, they definitely played their worst game of the playoffs uh, against Edmonton. One goal, hardly any shots. Looked awful on the power play. But I'm going over two and a half here. Vegas and two road playoff games so far this playoffs. They have nine goals, five and one for a record this year with three or more goals against Edmonton and uh, and a big D. This is a matchup of 2015 draft picks. Eichel versus McDavid. Eichel, step it up. He was the number one two pick overall. <laughs> they went and got you from Buffalo. Let's step it up. Let's have a game here where you challenge Edmonton. You look like the superior player. Get your team rolling. Vegas over two and a half goals. Much better game than they played in uh, in game three. All right. Well, McDavid is all the uh, talk of the town, but Paula Kitt and I are on Leon Dreisaitl today. I can't believe for him the score of goal is only minus 122. So now he'll probably have right. like five assists or something and no goals. But he does have 10 goals in the last five. And I know you're going to hear a lot, a lot of the same, similar numbers uh, from Parley Kitt in a second. Uh, he has six in the last two. Eight playoff games he scored in seven of them. It definitely seems to me like he's closed the gap between he and McDavid. I know he's not as flashy. But he's every bit as productive lately. I'm betting him to score a goal at minus 122. I feel like I can get that like four minutes into the game. Parley Kid, you're a little little braver here. Two or more goals plus 450 for Drysidle. Right, Sal. So I, I like what you're saying because I, I think you could get an early one here from him. And then, you know, there's always that empty net possibilities mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. Or, but like two goals seems to be nothing for a guy that in eight playoff games has 13 goals. Yeah. Uh, Four of his last eight, he's scored two goals. Two out of his last two, he's scored at least two goals. And three out of his last five. So if I'm going to roll on him scoring uh, one goal, I just feel like the odds are just as good right now almost to score two. He's, that's what he's been doing. Uh, right. And when these guys get hot, it seems like when these guys, they stay hot. Uh, these Edmonton guys stay hot. Home game here again. Uh, so that that adds to that factor. Uh, I think he gets an early one sound the first, and then maybe I'm just rooting for that second one to come in in periods two or three. I like that plus 450. I think that's pretty good for a guy 
that's been lighting the lamp often. And they're in these so good playoffs. on the power play. So good. All right. So Mikey good. Meatballs. I got them at 12 to 1, Edmonton. They're favored at 3 to 1 to win the cup now. I think this is looking good. I mean, let, let all this other nonsense. You, you, you may not see a team you like play for a while, but Edmonton, let's just all root for Edmonton. Meatballs, what did I get you at? 8 to 1? Um, I, I gave you and Spaghetti uh, money after we cashed in on my uh, Penguins to not make the playoffs. What'd you get? Edmonton 8 to 1 around that, I think? Eight to one, yes, and I do have them from the start of the year at eighteen to one. Uh, see, that's nice. All right, and I also, Michael, I think I in Vegas I put a bet in for all the all my kids, and I think Michael took Edmonton, right, Michael? Uh, I got to yeah. look at that ticket. I, I, I think I have three or four different tickets on Edmonton. Wow, you got to find that ticket, Parlay kid. Don't say you have it, and then you know, you know. How do you have any money it. left? I think I I think I have the ticket sale. I think I, I think I have. All right, see? All right, that's uh that's encouraging. All right, let's take a uh, a quick break and we'll talk baseball. I don't know want it. Be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, uh, MLB. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know where to start. The Mets suck. They're just not fun to watch. I can't believe it. So I usually get partly kid till um, end of August, at least before I have to really just be miserable about this team. They lost seven in the last 10. They beat the Rockies one, nothing Friday, and then they get smoked the rest of the weekend. They got Nimmo hitting 310, McNeil's around 290, and then just putrid numbers. Just everybody else is just in the tank. And the yep. pitching's not better. Lucchese, uh, you know, had a nice start to begin with and then got shelled yesterday. Yacobonis was miserable. You got the Reds and Nationals this week. I feel like they're in really rough shape if they don't what, right. three and three against those teams. And even that, uh, under 500 by a game. But the Yankees, Yankees a bad loss yesterday when it looked like they were turning things around against the Rays, right? Oh, that was a a brutal loss. That was as bad. They've had some bad losses, but when you're up 6-0 on the Rays with Garrett Cole on the mound, who's been excellent this year, um, you know, you kind of chalk that up as a win. Mm -hmm. Uh, These Raves, they're so resilient. I mean, the Yankees could have went in there with uh, half their lineup, taken two out of three, and said, hey, look, we know we can compete with these guys. (laughs) That sounds ridiculous that the Yankees can compete with the Rays. But um, they could have, you know, they could have made a little bit of a statement. They walk out there, walk out of there, and you're like kind of shell-shocked in that moment. But here's the good thing for the Yankees and Mets. They're only going to – Yankees now, like, they have to take care of business. They got Oakland coming in now. The Mets, like you said, they have a favorable schedule. The fact is, Sal, that you got six teams making the playoffs now, right? So – even the Yankees are only two and a half out of a wild card spot right now. The Mets are only one game out of a wild card spot. So I think the way that it is, if you can stay around 500 until you get your guys back or some of the guys back, you're still going to be in that playoff hunt for a wild card spot. Right. Both teams, I think, will be okay. But, you know, when you hear like Rodon, Rodon has a chronic back issue. It's just like you got to be kidding me! Like chronic, that means like it's never get. It's really that's not going to get Mattingly better, right? Stuff. Like you, yeah, right. That's what I mean. Like, can we just retire so they can collect the insurance and just go <laughs> get a new contract or something? I don't know. Like, why do the Yankees and Mets seem to go down this 
road. It's so stupid. Way too, all too often. It's so stupid. So frustrating. Uh, I'm so I'm trying to look. So it's the usual suspects at the top here, Bry. For uh, we'll spend a minute talking baseball. Astros plus five fifty to win the World Series. Braves are the same. The Rays are plus seven fifty. The Dodgers have righted the ship now. This is the team we might be sleeping on. They've won eight of ten, and they're plus eight fifty. And they're all of a sudden in first place in that division. Now right. they run mm-hmm. away with it. And then you look at the rest of the National League. It's like, all right, the Pirates. I mean, who cares? The Braves are good, but um, I don't know. Is that is that the number that jumps out at you? Plus eight fifty. What are? Yeah. What are they to win that division right now? Um, let's see. Division winners. The Dodgers are minus one thirty. Yeah, so mm. Padres obviously mm. plus one twenty. We gotta just, like that, right? They're plus forty three, right? Padres yeah. are minus four run differential. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I might jump. I yeah, might, that's pretty good. Uh, Padres three out. You got to figure the Diamondbacks go away. Harry, you'll go. You go to a Diamondbacks game for free if someone will take you. Nah, I'll pay for those. You can pay eight bucks for those. No problem there. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Keep your eye on baseball. I think that Dodger number is the one that jumps out to me. I'm looking at the rest of these. Um, yeah. So, the Brewers minus 150. Uh, hadn't they lost like six in a row before winning yesterday? They're favored to win the Central. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Wins minus that's, that's central. That central is awful. It's messy. Awful. You could still what get are the they, uh, Pirates. What you are can the, still get it seven to one. The Cardinals are nine games out, but what are the Cardinals? Plus four seventy five. So they're nine games oh, out and much better God, odds. They're than 11, the Pirates. That, yeah. I was gonna say they're they're eleven and twenty four. I was thinking, oh, maybe you could get some value at them at like ten to one. Oh man, plus four. Nah, that sucks for the division. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, uh, that sucks. They blow games too. They blow bad games. Pirates, yeah, they face your Pirates are not. Um, what'd you say? They've lost seven in a row. So they're, they're yeah, I think, they have lost seven. Yeah, I think they've lost seven in a row and they're still a half game up. That's how brutal that Who's going to take this? Yeah, it really is the worst. Um, so, uh, yeah. All right. I'm looking. Yeah. Twins minus 230. Rays minus 175. Dodgers minus 130. Braves minus 400. Braves is probably, that's probably the one to go for. Um, what else do we want to talk about here? Good job by you, brother Brian. You hit your sharp tank, but you're the only one. Canelo, unanimous decision. I paid a lot for pay-per-views this weekend, Saturday night. Yeah. I was like, so now I have to bet more because I'm um 170 in the hole just for the two pay-per-views, the UFC and the uh yeah. Cinco de Mayo boxing card, which by the way, that was like that was a Super Bowl halftime show of a pre-fight introduction for that Canelo. Uh, I mean, that entrance, was, was that like 45 minutes? Seen, it was really long. It I'm was not, really long. I'm not even saying when, when they called his name to come in, like before right. that, <laughs> yeah, 17 right. anthems. Yeah. Dances going on. I think that was like well, a we, fire yeah, we've breather. Been there. Yeah. I mean, we've been there, but I mean, I feel like I've been to, we used to go to boxing matches all the time. I feel like I've been there where they've sang like four or five different anthems and you're yeah. like, Oh my God, this is, this is going to take forever. Right. Well, um, Ryder because, was yeah. British. Yeah. So they had to get the, my country tis of thee, then especially yeah. during the coronation, it would have been disrespectful, but yeah. uh, I thought yeah, he was good. Know. I thought he was okay. No, they had the judges had it like one twenty, one Oh seven. Cause he had the knockdown, but yeah. he could have given like three rounds to Ryder. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he you potentially could have given him a few rounds of uh, again, he was a really tough guy. I mean, my I I had that to go the distance of plus 280, but I was worried early on cuz I was just like at some point nowadays in boxing, it's like if somebody's up 5 or 6 nothing, yeah, all, right. all of a sudden somebody st- the ref stopping the fight earlier, the, right. the team's throwing in the towel. So I I Halfway through, I, I didn't think he was going to make it, but good job by him. Yeah, he was tough. He was tough. All right. Uh, that does it. We'll be back Wednesday. I'm burned, by the way. Paula Kid, I had a day like you where I was on a field watching my son play for about five and a half, all different games, five and a half hours on the same field. And uh, I just, no sunscreen. I'm an idiot. It was like, it was partly oh cloudy. Well, it was one of those things where I went to my godson's flag football game and then Harrison was playing after that. And I think that I thought that was it. We were supposed to lose in the semifinals. And then now you have a consolation game, third, fourth in two hours. So then we just stayed and never left the field. And now I'm like five hours in without it. Look, you can't tell right now, but my neck and my arms are comically uh, burnt. So um Mm. Sunscreen. You do that. Did you have a hat on at least? I had a hat on. Yeah, a hat. Yeah, that's probably why my face isn't scorched. But um, and it was only Michael. What was it? Seventy here? Doesn't get past seventy where we are. 
69, 71? Yeah, about know. 65, 70 in that range. Yeah. She's so stupid. Um, anyway, that's it. Harry, you have any um mm. have it, I mean, you've been out in the sun a lot. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually pretty tan and uh, I was burnt but tan now too when I was in the pool in uh in Barcelona. <laughs> I was talking sure to two was guys that. from Italy and two guys from Sweden. I uh I, David Weinstein was one of the guys I went to dinner with. Harry, he was with you. He had a great time in Barcelona. He told uh, a crazy story about a woman in a uh, it really sounded white lotus. Uh, but uh, no, she was right next to us. Yeah, yeah, in the room next yeah. to us. But anyway, uh, but he he sent me pictures that I hadn't seen before of you topless. You guys, you guys in a room. So I'll, maybe I'll make those public. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe people come forward um, with well, tickets. Uh, we shared the room kinda, and it, the the bathroom door didn't close all the way. So. If you wanted to look, you could look. And he, he just, I'm taking a shower and he just comes in nonchalantly. No problem. <laughs> I wish you guys knew. And wants to take a picture with me in the background. Lots of pictures. All in the shower. Lots of, ter- I said to him, it's like the pictures you sent me really, you might not have, like you could have gone down the Alvera street, downtown LA. Like, and nobody would ever tell you in Barcelona from taking pictures of the airport and people in line at the airport and like a, Ice bucket in a hotel. It's really stupid. Anyway, Ken was getting a little. Ken was getting a little, uh, a little upset with the number of pictures that were taken when we're trying to travel. At the same time. Ken's getting a little upset. <laughs> well, none of them were good. So there you go. Uh, all right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for uh, Mikey Meatballs for Babyface Joel Solomon and the Degenerate Trifect. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na